welcome to another episode of The Big Question, presented by our friends of film, a podcasting in-depth look at a specific movie-related question. On this episode, we'll discuss what superheroes need animated movies of their own. As always, I'm your host, Cooper Hood, once again enjoyed by a man who has never seen any movie more than 40 times in a theater, Josh yeah. Straley. No, I have not even come close to that. I'm just sitting here thinking about it, and the most I've ever seen a film in theaters is three times. Jeez. And that's The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. And others. And others. Maybe. Possibly. Okay. That, but yeah, that's it. Not gone past that mark. Wow. So I, I, I pale comparison to Nep, who's seen Infinity War. Infinity War, a <laughs> two-hour and 30-minute movie, 40 times, which doing the math, that takes you over 80 hours. So like... Four, three and a half days five days yeah if he's still counting because i know it's like 40 hours and change yeah or 40 It'd be 50 yeah he's he's approaching 50 movies that's 50 five viewings. days worth of sitting in that theater like listen i've been guilty of playing fallout a little too much but <laughs> i think i maxed out at like 16 which is like what half right of it, or, you know almost the whole day wow yeah, yeah it's insane i don't think i've i think the most i've seen a movie in theaters it's like five five or okay. six times I know I saw Force Awakens five times. Got it. In theaters. Um, And I feel like the first Avengers I saw multiple times, Mm -hmm. Dark Knight, um, other guys. But I don't know how, I don't know how many they were exactly, but just like, I know I saw them a lot, but Force Awakens is the most recent one. I remember just like seeing it twice opening night, three times opening weekend. Um, and then again with my with my dad and my sister, and then mm-hmm. again with another set of friends to kind of close it out. And like, that, even then, that was a lot. Yeah, seen the movie five times in less than a month. I mean, forty plus times in like two months. And yeah, in like forty something days, it's it's insane. I mean, props to you. I wish <laughs> I wish I would have done it because this dude now is going to the world yeah. premiere Avengers four. So perhaps uh, whatever. You know, whatever his reasoning for doing this was, um, I mean, it, it paid off dividends. So it's certainly a baller move. Props to him. I'm going to go see Am and the Wasp about 300 times and see if I can get a premiere invite myself. Well, hey, and everyone, don't forget, though, um, you can get all of our latest updates on Facebook and Twitter at Friends and Film. And be sure to check out the rest of our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And if you can, while on iTunes, please leave us a review and star rating, it really helps. Yeah, and then be sure to over to our website, friendsoffilm.wordpress.com, too. You guys can see a bunch of reviews, written reviews that we do for you guys each and every week. Uh, we've done a lot over the past week or so. Go check all those out. But this week, for the big question, as mentioned in the opening of the show, we are talking about the other superheroes that need their own animated movies because the second trailer for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse came out this week, really blew us away, blew away a lot of other people. Plus, next week has the release of Incredibles 2, which is maybe not a Marvel or DC movie, but right. it is an animated superhero movie in some form. So we want to talk about the other heroes that can maybe be served uh, better or at least done some justice on the animated form instead of a live action version of them. And we're not talking like straight to DVD. We're talking in the vein of an Incredibles t- or an Incredibles 2 or Spider-Man mm-hmm. into the mm-hmm. Spider-Verse where it's a big budget theatrical released anime movie with all the money, all the backing, all the talent behind yeah. it that needs 
Josh, what is the one movie above any else, if there is one, or what character needs the animated treatment from the superhero world? The one that needs the animated treatment for the super for the superhero world yes. needs the high dollar, innovative, fun animation film is Teen Titans. And I know we're getting that <laughs> kind of. Kind of. All right. But if you haven't seen it already, um, go seek out Into the Spider-Verse mm-hmm. because it is groundbreaking jaw-droppingly beautiful and I mean, phil lord and chris miller or uh, phil lord was definitely not you know jerking your chain about saying it's going to change things mm-hmm. because it really really is going to and we're going to find out more in the coming months about it which yeah. will blow our minds even further but if there's a group there's a team there's a hero segment that really needs to be brought to life on screen mm-hmm. in animation it's the Teen Titans. Um, because number one, all of their powers, most of their powers are sort of things that you can't really get across in live action well. Yeah. You can do it and it could work out, um, but it wouldn't be, it won't look as great mm-hmm. or the best, uh, especially Cyborg and some of the things he's doing. Like, his appearance in justice league was cool, but they really didn't do anything with no. it. And it was just sort of iron man, but kind of worse <laughs> but because different. they, yeah, because they really didn't even like, they just paid no attention to mm-hmm. the dude, um, at all. And yeah, sure. You can say, well, DC's doing their live action Titans, but I'm sure that's going to have to make lots of compromises. Yeah. Uh, it, going beyond, but beast boy, Raven, um, and all of everyone else that makes up that group would be, I mean, it, it would be the perfect four quadrant movie mm-hmm. to get up on out there. Fun, drama, but then at the same time, it's a zany, wacky world that they kind yeah. of exist in that you could really flush out on screen. And people love the Titans. The animated mm-hmm. series did extremely well. You sort of already have the template for it in a lot of ways there. So they, they, they are my, they are by far my first choice to be like, you know, maybe not done exactly like Spider-Man, but copy it as best as you can because <laughs> it looks so cool. Yeah. But yeah, they are my first choice. Okay. The surprisingly, the first character that came to mind when I posed this question, uh, was Hulk hmm. because Hulk is a character that is tied up in these crazy, um, distribution rights so Marvel can't make a solo Hulk movie yeah. because Universal has parts of the distribution rights so if Marvel wanted mm-hmm. to make a movie Universal have to distribute it make all the money and they obviously don't want to do that so, or is it maybe Paramount instead of Universal I don't remember Universal has Hulk okay yep. um, and so this can be done by Universal outside of the MCU continuity and still give Hulk some shine because I think one of the things that is really cool about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is the fact that, like, it's Spider-Man, but it's a different version of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So we're getting the Miles Morales version instead of Peter Parker. Even though he's in it, Miles is the story. Yes. He's the focus. And since we can't get a Bruce Banner story solo movie in the MCU, why not give him an animated feature where you can explore kind of the, and you can kind of make his powers a little bit more comic book accurate. We can like leap across cities and like do kind of these oh. real crazy things. Yeah. Um, and you can really kind of 
embellish his powers where yeah the 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 matter he gets the stronger he gets where in an animated set you can do some ridiculous things mm-hmm. where if it's the real world it's like well hulk's been punched a thousand times now he should be insanely strong and be able to lift a whole city basically and yeah. like you can't even attempt that in a live action setting but right. in an animated take you could do some of the crazier parts of that and have a really fun uh story to tell I would also I also think it'd be a great chance, even though this wouldn't be under Marvel Studios' jurisdiction, um, at least under the way I would envision it being made, mm-hmm. it would be a great opportunity to introduce characters like She-Hulk yeah. to regular moviegoers. So that way you could be like, hey, in, and then when char- when fans respond to her in the mm-hmm. animated form, Marvel Studios can go, oh, we own the rights to that. Okay, let's do People it. People like her. Uh, we maybe maybe that maybe she's also a gray area where they can't give her a solo movie, but let's make her part of the A Force movie that we're working on, or let's make her a new part of the Avengers or something. And I think these animated movies, to me, if they're at their, they'd be at their best exploring lesser known characters, mm-hmm. but giving them the introduction to audiences. So that way, if you do a big live action setting people understand them already and you can kind of make it a little easier in a live action transition yeah. or doing these characters we already know, but doing them in different ways where you can kind of play on the tropes and cliches that come with them. That is, And I think Hulk is a character that can really be exploited very, very well in an animated form. And that's a really good, interesting pick too, because universal owns illumination studios Oh, yeah. The people who do um, the Despicable Me and, yeah. and the Minions and things like that. And so that, that animation song was <laughs> very good. And it could absolutely, I mean, I'm just imagining like a, can be done there. a puffy kind of <laughs> marshmallow we hope. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just like kind of adorable. <laughs> Made out of like, you know, minions. You could yeah. like piece them together through that way. Yeah. Like, would you want it to be serious or would you want it to be equal parts cute? And uh, yeah, I think it would need dramatic. to strike the balance. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be a PG-13 animated movie, <laughs> right? but it would need to you know, strike the balance between just being family-friendly, but also mm-hmm. doing the Bruce Banner-Hulk dynamic justice. Um, and that would even be a really fun way to kind of show the battle of the mind between Bruce Banner and Hulk, where you could like right. jump inside animated Hulk's mind. And, yes. uh, you could have like a Bruce Banner in there. Bruce Banner and the Hulk are fighting. And this be like really kind of funny, interesting things that you, I don't think you can pull off in a live action setting and still make it believable. Or if it's an animated movie, there's a certain connotation that comes with them of like being a little more cheeky, a little more fun, a little more crazy where I think Hulk would really, really thrive uh, with that kind of a vision. Yeah. A thousand percent. Uh, do you have another one lined up? I, I do. Yeah. Uh, I would also choose... Who's next? A Lego movie. Okay. For Superman. Ooh. Because I loved the Lego Batman movie, mainly because it poked so much fun at Batman. And mm-hmm. I think it still does that character a lot of justice and kind of yeah. really shows you and really gives the possibly the best... <laughs> yeah. showcase of the Joker Batman relationship Cuts that we've heart. ever seen. Um, but it does it in a really fun way while also poking fun at Robin and the Bat family and these other really funny things. And I think Superman is a character for the last five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and even maybe you can even maybe go back to Superman returns has been a, given a very, uh, a bit more of a serious take than kind of, I think the hopeful optimistic versions that he is typically in the comics. And if you go the kind of 
tongue-in-cheek route with Superman in a Lego form, um, especially with Channing Tatum is the voice of him, yes. I believe, yep. in that universe already. Perfect voice. I think it would be just such such a fun uh, movie to make yes. where you just poke fun at Superman, mm-hmm. all of the stuff he's been through in the past. Um, Amen. Going at like the the fake or the the, the yeah, CG the, mustache. Yes. Um, you could you could poke all the fun and still not be um, just like a gag. You can right. kind of do it in the way of like yeah, like he's been through a lot over the years. Just like when in the Batman movie, they're like, all right, we did this and we did this and we did this. And they're going through Tim Burton, the 1960s Batman, um, the Val Kilmer, George Clooney, dark Knight. Like they're going through like the whole filmography of this character right? and poking fun at each of them in different ways. And I think Superman could really use that, especially if Warner brothers isn't going to use them in a live action setting mm-hmm. by giving Henry Cavill a Superman movie. Let Channing Tatum, kind of take that character on in a Lego form. I think it'd be so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've already, like you said, and then plus Superman already has an adversity to Green Lantern, Mm -hmm. who is voiced by none other than... Jonah Hill? (laughs) Yes. And people already dig those two for the Jump Street films. So I think that would be, uh, yeah, that would be exceptional. Okay, well, my next up is kind of jumping away from the two tentpole people, um, Marvel and DC. And... They're about to kind of make their way to the main stage. Valiant Comics is developing a Vin Diesel bloodshot, bloodshot. movie. Mm-hmm. And for better or for worse, however that works out. But they have a slate of really fun characters. And just two, just one or two years ago, they did a run of comics called Valiant High, mm-hmm. which was a cheekier, less serious, comedic take on all of their characters. Um, from uh, Bloodshot to Ninjax and like Internal Warrior, they're all very great, crazy, and like cool characters. Uh-huh. But they aged them down and they put them into a high school for superheroes, and it's extremely fun. Um, I've read four issues of it okay. so far, and I love it at every turn. They're written by Daniel Kibblesmith and a couple others, and it could really be like a fun tongue-in-cheek, it, like set of heroes to put on the big screen. Um, I think they're owned by Sony. I think uh, yeah, Sony's Sony, producing Sony's the... Sony's doing the Valiant stuff, yeah. The Valiant stuff. Um, yeah, they're, they're funny. They're fun. It's a diverse set of heroes, and I think it would be perfect to put on the teenage screen. Um, it'd be, it'd because you don't want to be too serious, and I think that's why it fits perfectly with that Lego series, mm-hmm. kind of. We wouldn't do it in Legos, obviously, but... Uh, I think it would work exceptionally well. Just a, a high high school for heroes with powers and yeah. all of the hijinks that ensue there. Sort of like that Disney movie that came out. Sky High. Sky High, yeah, decades ago. Uh, but animated and ready for the 21st century. Okay. Or this period of the 21st century. Yeah, I like that. I think, it's, I think it'd be a fun little twist uh, on the kind of the superhero stuff we get currently. Um, my next choice would be for Comic-Con, a.k.a. Miss Marvel. Oh, Because, yeah. uh, again, in the Miles Morales sort of vein, even though she's popular among comic readers because she's one of Marvel's biggest new characters that they've kind of introduced over the last decade or so, um, there are still plenty of people who don't know who she is. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd be smart of Marvel to get ahead of the game because I would assume once Captain Marvel is caught up into the modern day, uh, whether it's Captain Marvel 2 or Captain Marvel 3, Kamala Khan will be introduced in some form and 
become this known character for hundreds of millions of people. Yeah. But I think it'd be a really fun way to introduce her, not in the MCU continuity or anything, but just be like, Marvel made an animated movie. Maybe it doesn't go to the big stream. Maybe it goes to the streaming service, but it still has that 80 to $100 million production budget put behind it and a lot of talent. And you deliver this Muslim American hero who uh, kind of breaks a lot of boundaries and can become a real fan favorite. And then when Marvel announces in a year or two after that, hey, guess what? She's coming to the big screen for real animated form. X actress is going to play her. People are pumped. And I think the thing that really sells me on Miss Marvel making the jump uh, isn't only the kind of the lesser known mm-hmm. qualities that then make her a bigger name for more more people. It's also, I think, her power set where like she has these, like weird morphing powers where she can grow really tall or she can make her fist just like, say, yeah. make just like Look one part of her arm here. just like 20 times bigger than the rest of her body. And I think she looks... All that power stuff is displayed really, really well, I think, in the comic form on the page. And so in a similar animated style, I think they could do some really, really fun stuff uh, pulling that kind of stuff off where For you, sure. they, I mean, Marvel Studios, whenever they bring her to the big screen, they'll do the same stuff, no mm-hmm. problem. But I think it'd be really cool to do, uh, I don't know if it's a 2D animated movie or something w- with her power set on full display, but yeah. in a bigger budget type of way. I mean, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to see any animated movie now outside of that Spider-Man, mm-hmm. um, that of a, into the Spider-Verse template. And there's this frame right here that I'm just trying not to laugh at with her and Spider-Man together. And I'm like, what a perfect addition. But yeah, um, I'm looking at the kind of the the comic panels here, mm-hmm. and it would be a perfect addition, especially yeah. that fist that she's got, uh, you know, um, powered up. Exceptional. Next for me though, can I yeah. can I jump in there? All right, awesome. Um, it's getting back to Justice League because okay. I really think the the universal implications that the Justice League has is best served for animation, and some of the best stuff that DC Comics has ever done, still to this day, is the 2001 to 2004 run of the Justice League animated series. Mm-hmm. They do the whole aliens are attacking. Let's build the Justice League yeah. plot point. Great, super well done. But then there's my personal favorite: Nazis have changed the way the world works, and the Justice League has to go back in time <laughs> and fight them all together. Like, and it is, it is com- totally exceptional. And I mean, I still remember it fondly today. I need, probably should go back and watch it to see if it holds up. I have yeah. no doubt that it will. But, you know, you turn Batman into, like, a resistance fighter in the streets of, you know, a, a global Nazi regime, if you will. And there's a few other tasks or a few other, you know, runs and series and parts that do really well. But it'll allow you to bring in Martian Manhunter, yeah. who I'm dying to see again on screen. And I think it would be perfect. I think it would be a great way, I mean, just to get... So to get a again a a lighter, more comic accurate way to portray some of these characters, mm-hmm. especially because they're they're much more interstellar, and they don't seem to be striking that balance very well so far with their uh, present slate of movies. Yeah, and this could be, and if you want to stay on that other that spectrum of being adult oriented 
or not being adult oriented, being that PG PG 13 with those darker tones, then come do justice league for the rest of us or not the rest of us for, for, <laughs> for people who want to enjoy both aspects yeah. of it. You can, you can have your cake and eat it too in a lot of ways. And I think if they were doing that the entire time, Zach was working on his movies, mm-hmm. Snyder, then we probably wouldn't have any really complaints. Yeah. That, that's my, that's my motto. I'm, I'm totally on board for an animated justice league movie. I think the original series animated is great. Justice league unlimited, maybe even better. Um, yeah, they're both they're both fantastic. So mm-hmm. if we can get that on the big screen, plus not just Martian Manhunter, but get all the other heroes Hawk that Girl. are oh, part of, of the course. Justice League, um, I think I think for me that's what I want out of these. If you know studio, you know, assuming Spider Verse hits really big as I think it's going to, more studios think will catch on to this trend of doing animated movies um, with superheroes because especially because superheroes just sell right now. Yeah, typically. Um, so. If you're going to do that and you're going to make a Justice League movie that's animated, you can do it and be like, hey, no, okay, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman are going to be there, but the rest of the cast, we're going to use other characters. And then we're basically, it's like a testing pool for be like, oh, let's see which characters audiences latch onto. Right. And then if it's like, okay, Martian Manhunter hits mm-hmm. really big, and so is Hawkgirl. Well, guess what? They're both part of Justice League 2. Yeah, whose backpack selling better, you exactly. know, and things like that. Like, sure. I think I think it'd be a really fun way... Or a better way for, I think, WB to gauge interest. I mean, it would obviously draw comparisons then if they're like, all right, well, this is the hot girl mm-hmm. that was in the Just League movie animated. Right. And then we did, we brought her into the live action, different actress, uh, completely different character portrayal. And people were just like, wait, no, this isn't this isn't the hot girl I wanted. And then it could backfire. But I don't think that would be the case. I think. Neither do I. I think it'd be a, a very fun way to kind of introduce a lot of these characters to um, casual audiences. Yeah. And uh, sticking with the DC theme. Oh, just to add real quick. Okay. Hook kids first. Yes. And then let them grow into it because kids don't read comics. Although kids aren't as attached to comics. Yeah, comic books are not selling nearly as well as they were 10, 20, 50 years ago. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one I, other one I mentioned is Flash. Oh, yeah. I, because I think one of the other things outside of the the selling points for Spider-Verse to me isn't just it's mouse mouse or the visual mm-hmm. style. It's the scope of the story they're telling where it's Spider-Verse, where it appears they're going to be jumping across all these different earths, interacting with the mouse mouse Spider-Man, the Peter Parker Spider-Man, the Gwen uh, Spider-Man, the uh, maybe even like the, the pig Spider-Man, like you could go all oh, over the right. place. And I think that'd be something that flash can also do but maybe they can't get there yet with the live action stuff right. with recent reports that it's not going to be flashpoint. It's not going to be this time travel, crazy stuff. It's just going to be a regular flash movie. And I think that's best for, for the live action take, but you can do a little bit more of that world traveling time, altering stuff in an animated form, but make it fun and wild mm-hmm. and crazy and even be able to bring in Grant Gustin to cameo is a voice bring Ezra Miller into cameo yeah. as a voice, which I, if I'm Sony, I don't understand how you make spider verse and not have Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland, all cameo in a voice capacity oh, as yes. different Spider-Man from different earths, because that's just, it's too obvious to me that they, that you pass that opportunity up. We'll have to see if that happens or not. But if I'm Warner brothers and I'm making an animated flash movie, yeah, you get Ezra Miller to pop in for five minutes and come into a booth for a day and record for a couple hours. And you do the same thing for Grant Gustin. And you just have these cool interactions with these characters that 
we talked about the Wreck-It Ralph uh, 2 trailer this week. Yes. And one of the cool things about that was seeing all the different Disney princesses interacting mm-hmm. together. Right. And I think that's a, this would be a cool way to kind of bring everything together, use these different flashes, all fighting on the same side, but then introducing a different version of the Flash or putting Wally West in the lead role or uh, the other Wally West <laughs> or right. what, like whatever version of the Flash you want to see, you can do all of this in a really cool setting, introduce all these different speedsters and travel across time and earth and everything. And it'd be really, really fun. And I, I think Flash is one of those characters that visually you can do really cool stuff with his power set and animated form with the speed, the lightning. And uh, I think it'd be really, really fun. Yeah. It would let the animators, you know, go to town mm-hmm. on that. because we, we live in the golden age of animation. Believe it or not. I mean, yeah. we are, the, the golden age is always going to be, you know, going forward, but there's, we have a lot of studios doing a lot of work and they've, we're never we're seeing lots of cool things now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Spider-Man like kicks off this. You know, different people people will accept these different animation yeah. styles, and you know we'll have an arm race for that. Uh, and then but going back to Spider-Ham, there's, there's such a ridiculous thing. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Um, and uh, last bit on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Lord Miller are attached to the Spider-Verse movie. Yes. They originally were going to do the live action version of Flash. Right. Already had a relationship with Warner Brothers. Just bring them over. Kick off your own animated universe yes. with Flash. Absolutely. Maybe a little bit too on the nose. Right. Um, but it'd be a, it'd be such a good fit. Okay, who is doing the animation on, on Spider-Verse? Yeah. I, I do not know the studio. But, I mean, hopefully that technology is available for lease because i want to see sure, it everywhere absolutely like and i'm wondering i'm wondering i'm more i'm sort of pitching all of these with the idea that they, <laughs> that they all look the same they get they all look the same <laughs> okay. as that. because it's sort of like it, it reminds me of oh it's sony mm-hmm. so it sort of has that cloudy with a chance of meatballs look to it especially with um tyree's character yeah it's got um, him and him and Mr. T kind of look like they've been ported <laughs> over. Do you remember that? Yeah, part? Yeah. 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 Okay. So I'm not talking totally out of here, but uh, next and lastly, at least on my list is okay. I've got the fantastic four because you can, you can cast the most lovable actors in these roles. Mm-hmm. John Krasinski would actually make a way better voice actor, I think, as Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Than, well, no, he, he'd, he'd do great in both. I don't disagree with you, though, that like him as a voice actor for this may be slightly better yeah, than and live I'm, action. I'm still thinking about his Monsters, Inc. cameo. And I'm like, him. Um, he plays one of the older... That he plays the inspiration for Mike Wazowski's character, for Billy Kiss Crystal's little Mike Wazowski. Really? Wearing the hat. Gives the hat to Mike Wazowski huh. before he gets to school college. Yeah. Well, that's him. And I keep thinking about that role. I'm like, huh, that's a really good mentor moment for him. <laughs> so then you make him Mr. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then you, I mean, you, heck, just go ahead and make Emily Blunt Mrs. Van, uh, Mrs. Fantastic. And then you fill out everybody else. Um, and then kind of push from there. The Fantastic Four is one of those hero sets mm-hmm. that so far haven't turned over into live action extremely well. So audiences will totally accept an animation, ver- animated version of them. Plus they get into the cosmos and anytime you yeah. get into the cosmos, you get into some weird stuff mm-hmm. that doesn't, that is a lot more expensive to adapt. But paying, I mean, paying animators is probably the same, right. but 
acting is less. I think <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you pay voice actors these days, but I do think that would be a whole lot more because they jump across realities. Mm-hmm. They get into ti- they don't get into timeline stuff as much as they do dimensions and sort of things like that. And that would leave them open for crossovers with Doctor Strange and everybody <laughs> else, you know, out there. So. I think they would be perfect. Okay. I've got three left. Okay. Um, two of two cosmic base. So I'll jump off your cosmic point there with flash or with uh, fantastic four. Mm-hmm. This one is different because I want this to actually be set in the MCU. Yeah. I want it in continuity. Ooh. So it'd be a big, it'd be a big different take for Marvel studios to go. And I don't know if this would need to be big screen or if you could do it on the streaming service or whatever, but I want it in the MCU continuity and I want the original guardians. Oh. that were introduced at the very end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So yeah. we get Stallone, Ving Rhames, Miley Cyrus, um, uh, Michael Rooker, uh, Michelle Yeoh, and then Michael Rosenbaum, plus whoever would voice the red serpent thing. I right. don't remember his name. It starts with a K. Craglis? Craglis? Or so, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, but I want to see more of those characters, but I don't think we'll get to see a lot of them in their kind of in their heyday, or at least in the action, because a lot of those actors are older. And if you're Marvel Studios and if you're James Gunn, you want to focus on your current Guardians, not the past ones. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like, oh, well, they could pop up for a, a cameo or help out in a final battle or something here or there. Yeah. But like, I want to see what they were doing all those years ago before Yondu was defected from the Ravagers and all this stuff and how they were saving the galaxy. And I think that'd be a really cool story. Plus, just the voice cast of this, I think you can sell it on that alone with, if you got Michael Rooker and Sylvester Stone, Miley Cyrus, Michelle Yeoh, Ving Rhames, those are all really great voice actors as well as Michael Rosenbaum. And it'd be, I think, a really fun way for them to kind of tell this story without having to do like, all right, we're going to do the prequel, but mm-hmm. we're going to have to de-age the entire cast. Yeah, uh, And that's just impractical. And so I think an animated form with the space, with the beautiful colors and the cool aesthetics uh, would play really well in the animated form as well as actually allow this, these stories to be told mm-hmm. in the MCU and give these characters more depth and everything for when they pop up again in Guardians 2. People go, oh, I remember watching the anime movie and this happened and this happened and it was, it was cool. Yeah, and it kind of play on like the how Star Wars is growing their canon by doing novels, can, uh, comics and right. their TV shows. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Marvel kind of dip their toe into that element a little bit. Their plates a little bit more fall on the movie side because they're doing three potentially sure. four to six if the X Men deal closes uh, movies each year. So it's a lot of continuity to keep track of. But you can do this one twenty years ago. It'd be or probably even more than that thirty forty years ago, right. and it'd be really really fun. And I think uh, I mean I personally I know I would watch it day one. <laughs> But streaming um, service, there you go. Then jumping over to DC real quick, Green Lanterns is another one. Oh, yeah. I would love to see in an animated form because again, it's it's the power set I think that really intrigues me. Where the the impossible or the endless possibilities of someone's imagination can only be I think pushed so far in a live action setting. Whereas if it's animated, you can kind of do some really ridiculous things with how the powers of the rings manifest themselves. Right. And I think that'd be really fun. Again, it's the cosmic yeah. um, display that I think would be really fun. And Oa, all the different uh, sections of the lanterns, all the different leaders of the lanterns, you can really bring a 
huge voice cast yeah. and ensemble and not feel like it's everybody's getting pushed aside to be like, oh, mm-hmm. well, you guys got X to play this character, but they only had five minutes of screen time. Yeah. It's more like, oh, well, now we can have all of these characters on the same screen at one time and it, it doesn't matter. Exactly. And then like two, I mean, it's not a, you're not really wasting anybody. It's like, oh, you brought right. them into studio, you got them into makeup and they said one thing. Yeah. That was it. But when you're like, oh, they just had them drop in on a studio, either in L.A. or New York, record <laughs> some lines for their character and get to it, you yeah. don't feel as bad. And, and it's much like, easier to add a, an, an animated person <laughs> into a fight or to a scene perfect. than there's an actual person. Yeah, so, for sure. Uh, that is the last DC one I mentioned. And then one final Marvel one I want to get to uh, is the Masters of the Mystic Arts. Oh. So a Doctor Strange ensemble movie, mm-hmm. him... Uh, all the other sorcerers in the Marvel universe, you get Scarlet Witch in there, whatever. And just kind of have them go on these crazy mystical journeys, which who knows if we're going to get Dr. Strange two? technically as of this time, spoiler alert for Avengers infinity war, Dr. Strange is vanished. Yeah. <laughs> he is no more. I would assume he's going to be returned in some fashion, but you, we don't know. Um, and there hasn't really been any talk of, of a sequel for the character. Scott Derrickson's been silent. Scott Derrickson's been silent, but also cryptically randomly posting Dr. Strange images on his Twitter. So it's, it's mm-hmm. hard to say um, what is happening, but I think again, his uh, the power sets of magic would be really fun to see on an animated scale the interdimensional travel, yeah. the multiple dimensions, uh, all that stuff I think would be really fun to see explored in a way where you can do these really crazy, wacky stuff. Have Benedict Cumberbatch cameo again um, as a different version or have mm-hmm. – you could even do the the earth where Iron Man is – where he's the Sorcerer Supreme and you have Robert Downey Jr. cameo for oh. five seconds yeah. and have just kind of these crazy endless possibilities and I think that's, again – that that's one of the big elements I'd want to see out of these potential animated movies is push the boundaries in a way where I don't think a live action movie can go at least right now, maybe 10, 15, 20 years from now where just like the only movies that come out are comic book movies and you have to differentiate themselves. Somehow we get these crazy kind of insane movies where it's Marvel versus the X-Men yeah. or it's the justice league versus the Avengers. And like, I'd love to see an movie about that. That'd be really fun, especially if it was the, the real cast. <laughs> right. But uh, I think Masters of the Mystic Arts would be a really fun way to tell these sorcery stories. And maybe you could go a little darker, a um, little more unknown, and kind of really have some fun with it if you're Marvel. For so, sure. That's the last suggestion I have. You're out of them as well. Mm-hmm. So that's all the suggestions we have for superheroes who need their own animated movies. Um, be sure to tell us your thoughts. If you guys have suggestions, if we didn't mention any, I mean, there's so many different possibilities out there. We'd love to hear them. So if you guys have an animated or a superhero character, whether it's Marvel, DC, vertigo image, uh, any comic book brand you can imagine, uh, that you want to see an animated take on, let us know, tweet us at friends of film. We're on Facebook as well. Um, and then you can follow me personally on Twitter at movie Cooper and coops underscore hoops. You can get at me, Josh, and just Joshua Ryan. And thanks again for tuning in to the friends of film podcast, Josh. Thanks for stopping in everyone. And be sure to turn next week for our future episodes.